This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there and welcome to episode 24 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you're all well. I hope you've had a great week. So last week we had the amazing Nick Redman on the show talking about all things voice. If you haven't listened to that episode as yet, I highly recommend that you do. I had so much fun chatting to Nick and I learned so much in terms of what I can do pre-recording and during recording and post-recording. So definitely check out that episode if you haven't already. The week before that, we talked about recording platforms. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to start talking about editing because once you record, of course, the next step is to edit your episodes. So I want to start off with the tools that you can use to edit. They're often referred to as a DAW, so that's D-A-W, which stands for a Digital Audio Workstation. There are a number of free and paid options. I highly recommend to people starting out that they start with something that matches their budget and also matches their technical capabilities. I know definitely when I moved into this space, as you know, I started off as a virtual assistant. And when I moved into the podcasting space, I thought, right, let me start with simple and work my way up from there. So I started off using Audacity. Audacity is free. It's very simple to use and it's perfect for you if you are starting out. It is for Mac and PC users. And then there's another alternative called GarageBand, which is just for Mac users, but is also free. I have tried to use GarageBand. I recently got an iMac, tried to use GarageBand and there's nothing wrong with it, but I think I'm so used to Audacity and I know where everything is that that's what I've stuck to. I like it on the PC rather than the Mac. So I still use Audacity. There are some paid options such as Adobe Audition. So if you already have some of the products in the Adobe suite, it might make sense for you to add the Audition package as well. There's Reaper, there's Hedenberg, there's Logic Pro. There's quite a few paid options, but this podcast is very much about keeping things simple. And I imagine that if you're listening to this episode and you're getting started with editing, it means that, of course, you're a beginner. So I can only really stress that you start off with Audacity or GarageBand. And then in time, if you want more bells and whistles, then you can kind of upgrade to one of those fancier products. Free or paid I think for me is really down to your budget. If you're someone who is very techie and you know, you've got a budget of, I actually don't know how much these programs cost. I think some of them are one-off costs. So it could be the $150 region or the $300 regions, but that is just a one-off rather than a monthly subscription. But we talked about in previous episodes, setting a budget when you're starting out 
the only thing that you have to, that's essential for you to pay for throughout your podcasting life is a hosting platform. So whether it's Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Podbean, whoever it might be, that is a non-negotiable. But you don't have to pay for editing software. You don't have to pay for any sort of project management tools. The only must have is a host. So bearing that in mind, really sit down and think, can I start off free just to kind of master editing because it does take a bit of time to get used to. And then maybe when your podcast reaches a stage where you can monetize it, then it might be that you want to move over to a paid option. I just want to put that out there for you guys to keep in mind. As I mentioned in episode 22, Audacity and GarageBand also double up as recording platforms for your solo episodes for only solo, not remote interviews. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you head back two episodes and give it a listen. That works really, really well because you can just record and edit in the one place. There's no downloading, uploading, none of that. You can just record it and then start editing it. So that is the beauty with Audacity and GarageBand. I'm sure the other options will have a similar opportunity to do so, but I haven't used them personally. So I can't say definitively that you can do the same. I can only talk about what I have used personally. When it comes to editing platform, one thing I'd answer you to check is your computer specs. So when I started out, I had a Surface laptop. Love my Surface laptop. I did check out the specs and Audacity needed like four gig RAM, I think it is, which is exactly my Surface laptop. But, you know, over time, the laptop started to slow down um, because obviously the softwares do take up a bit of space, especially when you're in the platform. So that's why I've recently upgraded to a Mac especially when I'm doing video editing as well. So for example, if you've got a Chromebook, you won't be able to download a door program because there's just no space. A Chromebook was designed to be on the go for you to kind of do work. There's no sort of great storage space on a Chromebook. So just have a look and it might be that you need to upgrade your laptop. I know we talk about keeping things light on the pocket, but if you're into podcasting in the long term, and you plan to edit your episodes, there's no sort of real way around it. So if you have got a laptop that doesn't have a lot of space and you won't be able to download these editing programs, you might think about using an all-in-one platform. So I think I've mentioned this program before, but there's something called Alitu, A-L-I-T-U. Of course, I'll make sure that I link it in the show notes, but it's an all-in-one that allows you to record edit and publish your episodes all in one place. Now, I will say that the editing function is not the same as doing it Audacity or doing it in GarageBand, but having used it for a client before, if you just want simple editing, like that's too long a pause, I need to shorten it, that kind of basic stuff, then Alitu is perfect for you. And all the, you know, optimization of the audio, it does it within the platform. So you're able to record, you're able to edit, and then you're able to publish to your host all in that platform. So that's pretty impressive and an option if, as I said, you have a computer or a laptop that doesn't quite support an editing platform. So step one, choose your DAW. Step two, get started. I want to start off by saying that editing is the most 
time-consuming part of having a podcast. Not everyone edits in the same way. There are people who go for the very own natural, you know, they might record outside and the birds are chirping and you can hear all the wind sounds. That's fine. And then there's others who want a very professional sound. Of course, they don't want it to be robotic, but ums and ahs, like the clients that I support, they want a professional polished sound. So that requires a bit of time. One thing I think I'll share with you at this point, keep this in mind for yourself, is that it usually takes two to four times the length of an episode to edit it. So an hour long episode could take two to four hours. So I just want you to think about that. So in your busy week, because I know you guys could be moms, you're definitely entrepreneurs, you have family responsibilities, you could have a social life, you have a life. So keeping everything in mind that you've got going on, can you put aside up to four hours a week on editing? So it might be that you think about outsourcing or you think about creating an editing workflow to keep your time on track. Or it might be that you think about how much editing you want to do because it can eat up a lot of your time. And that's not, you know, including the guest management side of things, the promotion side of things, the show notes, the blog posts, that is literally just editing. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. I don't want to you know, keep the covers over your eyes. I need to be honest with you guys. So do bear that in mind. At an absolute minimum, there are certain things you should do, like volume leveling. You know, sometimes you're listening to a podcast and I don't know about you guys, but it drives me nuts. Especially if I'm in the car, the intro music is loud and then the host speaks and the volume drops a little bit. So then you've turned up the volume. And then the guest speaks and the volume switches back up. So you've got to switch the volume back down. No, that is not a great listening experience, at least not for me. If you're able to listen to that unbothered, then my hat goes out to you because you're constantly having to adjust the volume. So I really struggle with that. So at an absolute minimum, if you do nothing else, if you don't want to edit your podcast except for making those pauses shorter so it rolls off the tongue a bit more, a bit better, then that's fine. But the absolute minimum you need to do is level out your sound. Now, I use a great platform called Ophonic for this. So once I finish editing, I will export it from Audacity and then upload it into Ophonic and it will do that all for me. Alphonic is a great tool. I'll make sure that I link it in the show notes. It is free for two hours a month. So if you have a 30 minute podcast, you're spot on. If you have something obviously a bit longer, an hour a week, then I think the first paid plan potentially starts at nine. I think it's in euros. But again, it's not very expensive. And for me, it's definitely worth it. I don't have to faff around in audacity trying to get all the levels at the same point. So you've recorded your podcast episode in another program. I know some people use their phones. I do that occasionally. So then you have to, if you're like me, you have to then upload it to Google Drive and then download it onto the laptop and then upload it into your DAW. For me, one tip is that you import the file in WAV format. I don't use MP3. MP3 is the format for the final, final version of my episode. 
So when I'm importing, I will import it in wave format. Let's go through what this would look like. So the first thing I do is get rid of background noises using the noise reduction tool. And that's really quite simple. I just highlight a few seconds at the beginning of the track, apply the noise profile and click OK. Now, top tip, when recording your episodes, stay silent for about 10 seconds so that you're recording the room tone. This comes in handy for this part of the process, because when you are selecting the noise profile so that you can do the noise reduction, the program knows what to look for, if that makes sense. So just stay silent for 10 seconds and then you can start recording. The next step in terms of my editing workflow is I normalize the audio. And you know, this might not make sense at this point. It might be that once you start editing, you listen to this episode with Audacity open or GarageBand, whichever one, and then you do it as you listen. So don't worry too much if this doesn't make any sense. So number one, noise reduction. Number two, normalization. And normalization helps to get the max volume, plus it matches the volume across a group of files. There's compression. I don't use this all the time, only when necessary. So after step three, now you can actually get started with editing. And for me, I tend to run through the entire track and shorten any huge gaps. So, you know, sometimes when we're talking, we might pause. So just shorten them so that it flows. The conversation flows a lot better. Then I'll go back to the beginning of the track and start listening. I will reduce breaths. I will remove excessive ums and ahs. And it's important for me at this point to mention that I don't remove all ums and ahs and filler words because you know what, guys, it's how we speak. So if we take out all of them, what are we going to sound like? We're probably going to sound really, really unnatural. And I remember when I started editing, I thought that I would take out every single one. And then I realized, actually, no one speaks that perfectly. So don't feel the need to remove each and every single one. Just remove ones that are excessive and may be distracting. Some effects that I might use are fade in, fade out, silence, amplify. There's so many effects, but those are the four that I use each and every time. And again, this will make sense once you're in the actual door you'll see that there's an effects button in Audacity. And then if you click on it, there's loads of effects that pop up. So then I just work through the track. If it's a guest track, then of course you have a track per person. So if there's three of you on the podcast, each of you needs to have a track. And that is just easier because if one person has Say, for instance, your guest has a lot of background noise. You are able to work on that separate track better than if you were both on a single track. I hope that makes sense. Essentially, what your template will look like is, you know, music with intro and then your solo episode and then outro and music. So that would be three tracks, for example. And then if you have a guest, one guest, that will be four tracks. And I highly recommend that you create templates. So this is something that you can do in your door. It saves to your laptop, your Mac, whatever it is that you're using. And then each time you have a podcast episode, you just open up that template, upload your episode, drag it across into the right place, and then start editing. 
So you don't have to every week upload the music, upload the intro. No, all you'll have to do is open up your template, upload your episode, work on it, export, of course, save to make sure that you save any changes and that's it. So that's my second tip for you. Create a template that is exactly the same and then every time you have a new episode, you'll just need to drag it in place from the week before. And that's it. So once I'm finished, I'll export as a wave and then I'll upload it into Afonic. And when I upload it into Afonic, Afonic does its thing, you know, it normalizes, it does the audio leveling for me. And then the final version comes out as an MP3. And that is what then goes into Libsyn and goes out for you guys to listen. There's also in place of Afonic, there is something called Levelator. It is a free software. I don't find that it does quite the same as Ophonic. So for me, I prefer to pay for Ophonic to get that better quality. But have a look, check it out. It's free. And I think you don't. And that's another thing. I didn't want yet something else downloaded on my computer. Whereas Ophonic is just in the, you know, browser, Google browser. There's no, it doesn't live on my laptop. So I found that a lot easier to manage. Now, I want to take this opportunity to talk about your filing system. So if you're anything like me, (laughs) you like to keep organized. I'm an XPA, so I'm a bit OCD when it comes to folders and filing names, but it's so, so important when it comes to your podcast. I can't tell you the number of posts that I've seen where people are devastated because they have uploaded the draft version of their podcast and haven't realized for days I think the last post I saw was a week a week later someone reached out to her so that had been out there for all that time so just have a filing system so I save my clients files on Google Drive but then I also have quite a large Seagate hard drive just as a backup I also save my own podcast episodes on the hard drive and everything is draft. So until I get that final version out of a phonic, everything is draft. What I will do is the name of the podcast abbreviated. So too busy to podcast TBTP episode. This is episode 24. So episode 24 draft. And then when I'm finished editing, completely, completely finished, then I will upload that into a phonic and the final output would be final. So TBT episode 24, final, that then goes into Libsyn. That final version is then saved on my hard drive and that's it. So whatever filing format works for you, please do have a filing format. Don't just just try and keep everything together. For example, I have a folder that's called edited. So I will also export the edited version of my podcast, just in case I need to go back. You never know, things happen. Anything that I need to change in the future, I've got the edited version and I don't need to re-edit the whole thing from scratch. So I've got an edited folder and then I've got a final folder. And then those are within episode folders. So episode one will have edited, episode two will have edited and final, etc, etc. So whatever filing system works best for you, find it. But please do have one. 
because I don't want you to be one of those people who ends up uploading the wrong version. You'd like to think your listeners will tell you sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. So that's something to keep in mind. If that all sounds a little mind boggling, don't worry. I just kind of wanted to walk you through getting started. Once you start, it will make sense. So as I mentioned before, open audacity, that's the one that I speak about mostly and listen to the episode at the same time or take some notes. And then when you go into your door, you're able to kind of, ah, that's what Rosemary was talking about. If you have no interest whatsoever (laughs) in doing anything on the editing side, you may want to consider outsourcing. I have a couple clients at present where I just simply edit their podcast and they do everything else. They upload it into their folder. I work on it. I then upload the final version. They pick it up and then they do the show notes and all the other stuff that comes with a podcast. So, you know, you won't be alone in thinking, ooh, can I just outsource this piece? Because you absolutely can. And of course, if there's something that you'd be interested in exploring with me, feel free to reach out via Instagram or via the contact form on my website. I will be more than happy to help you. And that's it for today's episode. Quick recap. Your first step is to choose a door, whether that's a free option like Audacity or GarageBand, or paid options such as Adobe Audition or Logic Pro. Pick one based on your budget and your tech capabilities. And then all you'll need to do is import your files into your door carry out the pre-edit tasks, as I mentioned, before you start editing. And one final tip before I go, always have a copy of the original file, just in case. In terms of that filing system that I mentioned, your folders would look like episode one. And then within that folder, you could have original, edited, final. That's one last thing that I wanted to leave you with. I hope you found this episode helpful. As always, my inbox is always open. Please send a message, drop me an email and let me know your key takeaways from this episode. I'll see you next week when we'll be talking all about the mindset shifts you need to start your podcast. Have a great week. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.